Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 82. We're going to talk about some skills that we can develop in base running by doing some things a little bit different in practice. So we're going to talk about base running uh, today and, and give our coaches some stuff to think about on that front. So before we do that, let's talk about the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. And let's talk about patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. Coach Don and I love doing everything fast pitch. We love doing coach prep. And we're hoping that those of you that love listening to it will support us by becoming a patron. So if you go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch, there's three different levels where you can choose to support us. If you can support us financially, we would really appreciate it. Coach Don and I do this as kind of a labor of love. It's something that we really enjoy doing, uh, but there's a lot of cost, a lot of expenses that go into doing it and to try to do it as well as we can. And so if you are in a position where you can help us uh, being a patron, uh, would really help us uh, greatly, and it uh, certainly will allow us to keep doing what we're doing and to keep doing it better and better as we go into the future. So, Don, base running. We spent some time on some recent issues of Everything Fast Pitch talking about base running miscues and things that we've seen at the ballpark that are kind of crazy looking. But one of the things that I think would go a long way towards helping us solve that problem is setting up situations in practice for our coaches where we really allow kids to start to see the ball and judge the ball better for themselves. So instead of always looking to a coach to tell them to run or not run, that they start to get a better feel for the ball. What I think is a really good way to do this is we can set it up with runners on base right, and hitters and, and defenders or a coach hitting balls with defenders and you know letting that ball get hit and letting the, each base runner determine for themselves, is that ball going to get caught? So will it get caught? Should it get caught? Might it get caught? Or will it definitely not be caught? Okay. So is that ball definitely going to get through? Okay. So that, that gives them that information that gives them that knowledge. So when they see that ball get hit, they're not waiting for somebody else to start yelling, go, 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 go. They've already anticipated it, seen it, read it for themselves and made a decision, which is obviously going to be a whole lot faster than waiting for the telephone game from coach to player, from coach's eyes to coach's mouth to player's ears to player's brain to player's feet. Well, we've seen it a million times, Tori, about how reacting to something rather than listening and then reacting makes a huge difference on the other end. And that bang, bang, safe is bang, bang out if we're having to uh, to hear it before we react. So this practice you're talking about is, I think, critical for a right. high-end high group where everybody throws well, catches well, it's going to be a difference maker for right. sure. Well, and I think it's important really for all levels because I think that if we can help our base runners start to see the ball and see learn the field, yeah. that we're going to be light years ahead. And so one of the things that we see all the time is 
you know, let's say we've got a player in right field, a player in center field, they're playing pretty much standard distances, and a ball gets flat out scorched, line drive, right between the two of them. It's obvious. It should be pretty obvious to everybody in the ballpark that that line drive is not getting caught. But how many times do we see that runner at first kind of hanging around first base, not quite sure that it's going to get caught by the time she sees it rolling on the ground and starts running? The hitter who hit that missile is one foot behind her on the bases, and all of a sudden we end up with the world's biggest, loudest single because the runner one base ahead of the hitter hesitates, hesitates or freezes, or freezes yep. to the point where they don't you know, get where they're supposed to go for the type of that the hit was. And then the flip side of it is that kind of towering fly ball-ish ball that's hit to the exact same angle that now has a chance to be caught. And so how those players can learn from seeing those different opportunities developing in front of them and start to anticipate and do a better job of reading the ball and making better decisions for themselves. So what you said uh, as you were describing it, Tori, is it's obvious that that one's not going to get caught. But for a player, to your point, the younger ones, how obvious is it to them? They haven't seen it. So to do it and let them see it in practice, um, at least gives them that opportunity to react a little better in the game. Right. Time. So and I think so, your point's great. Yeah, and, and so the practice that we want to set up is, or the, the part of a practice we want to set up is, let's put some kids on base and let's hit those kinds of balls over and over and over again so that they start to see that ball is not going to get caught. There's no way in God's green earth that ball's getting caught and they can react accordingly. That ball might get caught. Wow, that one's hanging up a little bit. I better play it a little bit safer. I better take my halfway or my three quarters and make sure that it gets down before I start running. Well, hey, that ball's pretty routine. It looks like she's going to be able to catch that one for sure. So I'm going to take my one-third halfway lead and stop and kind of keep my feet moving a little bit and see whether, whether it's going to get caught or not. And just keep doing that over and over and over enough that the hitters and the base runners have the best opportunity to get as, as, as many bases out of a play as they possibly can. So for some of our younger listeners or for some of our uh, just getting started coaches, the idea, Tori, is that that runner at first base is going to get as far off of the base as they can to still be able to comfortably get back to first if the ball is caught. Right. We don't want to leave a lot of space uncovered and only go a part ways, right? We right. Want, we want to maximize that opportunity to get to third or maybe even home. Right. Well, and one of the uh, you know the golden oldies of, of baseball and softball is you go halfway on a fly ball. Well, the, the term halfway... <laughs> halfway doesn't... Yeah. Halfway is, is really confusing. To most kids, that would mean I'm going to go 30 feet and I'm going to stand there. But what we want to start to help them understand is that the idea of halfway is what... As far what, as you can. Right. And, and your point is an, is an important one. So if the ball gets hit in the air and I'm the runner at first base and it's shallow in right field, and the right fielder looks like she's going to catch it, if I'm 30 feet off the base, when she catches it, I'm going to get doubled off every time. I'm in trouble. Right? So that situation requires me to practice base running enough and to practice that situation enough that when I see the ball get hit and I start to go quote-unquote halfway, I realize in this situation, halfway might mean 10 feet. Right. Halfway might mean 5 feet. You better be able to get right. back. You need to make sure that you can get back. But now we flip it to the other side of that. A long fly ball a left field. A long fly ball to left field or left center field. Now that runner who started off at first base, halfway might mean 
all the way to second base or almost to second base when I see that that ball's not going to get caught. And if it's an older player that's got some speed, you might even round the base a little bit. Right. Right. As long as you remember that you have to touch it on your way back. On your way back. Right. So all those are things that we can be practicing while we're working on it. So we put those base runners on base. And we start to hit balls. So we, you know, either we can hit them as coaches or we can set up situations where the kids are hitting. We want to make sure for our purposes of working on base running, if we let the kids hit, we probably want to do like coach pitch or something like that, front toss, so that the balls are really getting hit hard and getting hit to the outfield quite often. Obviously, it's good for the runners to practice, you know, seeing the ball down and getting a good break and and running on a ground ball, too. Our argument for today is um, one of the things that brought this up is we were just talking on everything fast pitch about a situation where a a hitter overran a base runner because the the base runner was playing it really safe and and didn't want to get doubled off on a ball that was clearly never going to be caught. And the the base runner got passed by the hitter because we want to make sure that that kind of thing never happens. We need our base runner to know that ball's not going to get caught. I can start to run. I can get close to second, and then I can go like crazy to get as far as I can instead of standing around first base like, I'm not sure if that ball's going to get caught. I'm not sure if that ball's going to get caught. While the hitter who scorched it in the gap and knows it's not going to get caught is stuck waiting for you to make up your mind that you're going to run. So, Tori, I'm thinking if we've got a younger group, too, that uh, anybody that's watching or not actually involved in this particular activity on the field that they too need to be judging and planning and, and deciding in their head how far off they could go, right? right? And well, and some th- of us are quicker than others. Yeah, and I think that's why practicing it is so important. So if you've got a really fast runner, her idea of how far can I go or when should I go might be a little bit different than somebody else. And so that's why I think we need to practice it. But I think it starts off with the kids being able to judge the ball better when it gets hit. That ball is a missile. Nobody's catching that one. That ball's a lazy fly ball. That ball should be caught. That ball's sky high. That's a routine fly ball. That ball's going to be caught. Or there's now, a, a maybe. Yeah, and and and, some, and stuff can still happen. Don't get me wrong. You could see a sky high fly ball that everybody in the world thinks it's going to get caught, and it won't get caught every single time. You still go as far as you can to right. still get back safely. Yeah, and and that's why why this is so important because we've we've seen all these different options. So option number one that drives you crazy. You've got a hitter who hits a a ball that should be a double or a triple, but she only ends up getting a single because the runner in front of her did a poor job running the bases. And so by the time things unfold, the runner who was at first can only get to second, but the hitter who hit the ball could have easily gotten to second and maybe even gotten to third. Right. No, it's frustrating. So that's super frustrating for everybody involved, and it costs you chances to score runs. Just thinking about it, I think back to a game when I was coaching at Tennessee Tech where that exact thing happened, ended up being a game that we ended up losing by one run, and on the ball that got hit, we should have had a run scored and a runner at third, and instead we ended up with runners at first and second. <laughs> right? And well, so, they didn't want to make a mistake, Right, Corey. and, and she, yeah. she, she surely wasn't going to get doubled off, right. but because she was a slower runner... She held up right the, by the time yep. you know she was still standing close to first base when that ball bounced off the fence. By the time the ball bounced off the fence, the girl threw it in there. She had no chance to go first to third because she was standing flat-footed at first base when the ball hit the ground. So we ended up with a perfect example of why this is so frustrating. So so that's one of the most frustrating. The other one is the situation where a ball gets hit and it's not sure it's going to be caught. But because the runner is, again, so timid and so so cautious that that ball drops and we end up getting a force out at second base 
on a ball that should have clearly been a situation where that runner could have gotten to second base if they had been, as you keep saying, far enough away, far enough off that they can advance but still get back if they need to. Right. No, and and I'm really excited that we're talking about it, Tori, because I don't know how often we give the kids a chance to judge some of these things. We just assume, which is a bad thing, right? right? We assume that they're doing it on their own, but uh, to make each of them very accountable for it and say, look, this is what we're talking about. Less than two outs, you get out as far as you can right, to still be able to get back safely, but still maximize your opportunity to advance as many bases as possible. So, Yeah, well, the one thing that I've really learned in this last couple of years is I've had the opportunity of working with kids at all different age levels. Now, I'm spoiled because all the kids I work with are talented players, but I had a situation in a game the other day where these exact same kinds of things kept happening with a really talented player who is not a good base runner. Good news is I know that we're going to do something similar to this the next chance we get to practice. The reality of the travel ball world is we've got spring break for a week, and then we've got prom <laughs> for a weekend. So the next time we practice is going to be three weeks after right. she had a chance to really learn from the mistakes that she made. And so we'll set it up and we'll work on it in practice. But so the key to this all making sense is our base runners have to see the ball hit enough when they're on base that they start to be able to judge for themselves. It's going to get caught. It might get caught. There's no way on God's green earth that this ball's ever going to get caught for themselves and start to adjust and adapt what they're doing according to their read of the ball when it gets hit. Because what's going on right now, which is way too much of, you know, I'm going to tell you what to do. And by the time I tell you what to do, we've lost those seconds that we're talking about being so valuable at the very beginning. Split second out on the other end. No, and I know, Tori, and so many things we, at least I, take for granted because of the amount of time we've spent watching and playing and yep. practicing. And, and some of these kids have only been doing it for a year or two. Yep. We've been doing it for 40, 50 yep. years, whatever. Yep. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that uh, you know I think kind of co- can go along with this, one of the things that we talk about when we do our uh, coaches clinic is every once in a while, I think it would be great for the kids to work on some of this stuff with no coaches. So to kind of set up a little scrimmage situation where they have to you know, make base running decisions with no base coaches. So they start to feel for themselves, because I think where some of us learned a lot about how to be a better base runner when we were young kids, because we all played just pick up <laughs> sandlot baseball where yeah. there were, were no coaches. You know, nowadays, most of these kids come up through the ranks. They start playing six and under softball. They're on a team with 12 players that's got 10 coaches. Yeah. And, you know, and so they never have to really learn anything on their Don't own. Think. You know, I was even watching a, a clip of a really uh, younger brother of one of my hitting kids the other day that was playing in his first ever T-ball game. And in T-ball, they basically had a coach standing at every base and next to every kid on the field telling them what to do. I understand for really inexperienced players that that seems like a good idea because we can kind of help make sure that they learn some things, but we never had that growing up as kids. When we started playing, we had to figure it out on our own. We had to figure it out from watching the the games on TV or from watching our big brothers play or whatever it was. I think that uh, some of the lessons we learned, we learned a little bit more permanently you were the kid that your your friends teased because you screwed up the game, you know, because you ran the bases badly versus having a dad follow you around and say, okay, turn left at first. Now turn left at second. 
Keep now going. turn left at third. Keep going. You know, and all that kind of stuff. And so I think sometimes that uh, you know, giving the kids the opportunity to learn some of this stuff on their own would be a really good idea, but definitely doing enough of this kind of stuff in practice where they can judge for themselves. Let's get rid of the middleman having to do all the communication and let's let the kids make some decisions on their own. That's awesome. So good topic. Coaches, hopefully that will help you. Base running is one of those things that we definitely need a lot more work on. We want all our kids to be really good at it. It makes the game a whole lot more fun and a whole lot more exciting. So make sure you check out our sponsors, Anderson Bad Company and patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. If you have any suggestions, ideas, or topics you would like us to talk about, reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. We're always looking for our uh, listeners to give us some feedback and things that you would love for us to talk about. We certainly want to make sure that we're talking about the things that are of interest to you. Uh, Don, anything else for 82? No, we love fast pitch. Everybody does. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tory saying thanks for listening to episode number 82, and we'll talk to you again next week. (laughs) 